We're going to go to a story down in Cape Town where a local class of students joined 125 countries to gain support from world leaders for climate change efforts. On the line with us is Renee Farrenford. She's a teacher at the International School of Cape Town. Renee, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Michelle. Thank you for having me. Renee, let's uh, talk about the project, the Climate Action Project. What is it? Um... Yes, the Climate Action Project is um, a global project. It is one that aims to change students' behavior um, concerning climate change and environmental threats. And it also aims to change society's mindset. And the aim is to bring about these changes through education. Um, And the objectives of the Climate Action Project has to be seen against the backdrop of the fact that climate change is not a hoax. Um, If, you know, avoiding climate change is a better and also a cheaper option than cleaning up or mitigating um, its impact. And if we think of the year that we've just had, the year we are in, you know, a vaccine will be found for corona, but there is no vaccine for the damage that will be done by climate change. Yeah. Renee, you talk about the project and the question would be, how does it work? How does it work on a practical level uh, it's so that it's not simply people speaking out, but actually taking action? Um, yes, that is, I think that is what sets the Climate Action Project apart. Um, from many other projects because there's not a whole lot of theorizing as such. Um, One of the the factors that attracted me to the project is the fact that this is done by teachers for teachers and there's a global community um, of teachers that contribute to a curriculum And so everything is very clearly set out, but there's an exceptionally strong focus on pedagogy. So remember, teachers get very excited about how things are done. Pedagogy is just the method or the practice of teaching. But teaching is not just standing in front of a class and off you go, a a knowledge-filled adult imparting facts. Um, There are many moving parts to pedagogy, many moving parts to teaching. So the Climate Action Project aims to make learning irresistible, and that is done through giving children ownership. Children, I'm talking about children and young people, giving them ownership of what they do. So there's a strong emphasis on collaboration, on creativity, critical thinking, problem-solving, and empathy. And once we talk about how people feel, what they notice around them, and how we can effect change, we then almost hand it over to the children um, to come up with ideas to a problem, or we ask them to identify the problem and then quite crudely put, go off and solve it with the teacher acting as a facilitator. 
So you have um, been spending time not just with uh, your class and your youngsters, but in fact with over a million young people from 125 countries. And that took place in September, October and November. What was the outcome of that and where do you go from here? Um, Yes, it was a very exciting time. Over um, the October-November period, it was in fact at the end of it, two and a half million students across 135 countries. And what has happened now is that um, the project will run throughout the year um, where people can get, uh, schools can get involved in identifying problems or threats in local areas as well as communicating and almost twinning with schools in other countries, schools on other continents. Um, And if you think, for example, I think it was in the Philippines, there were a million trees, bamboo trees planted. Um, There were some absolutely amazing things done with um, solar panel cars being created. And children learning, I think, um, coming to terms, being at ease with innovation and looking at problems locally or globally and using skills that they've through this year. This is about the fourth or fifth year that the project is running. And so the newly acquired skills and knowledge and the excitement generated by intercontinental, intercultural um, exchanges Um, will be maintained and driven by the teachers as well as the two and a half million young people now. So, Renee, this is a project, as we said, um, all these young students from 125 countries attempting or gaining support from world leaders, specifically focusing on climate change. What are some of the projects uh, that your students worked with and what were some of the problem-solving ideas that they were able to come up with? So we, at the International School of Cape Town, we took our learning outside of the classroom and we went to Robben Island um, and did. we worked on a marine cleanup. And what worked, brilliantly in our favor in terms of experiential learning is the fact that two weeks before we left, there was that whale that that washed up on, I think it was Strandfontein Beach. And when I showed the children um, the video, they struggled to understand how something that, a, a creature that big could be malnourished. You know, how does a whale get to have malnutrition? And then we, we spoke about the theory in terms of what is in the ocean. And then when we got to Robben Island and we did the beach, the marine cleanup, um, the children could then understand fully what, how easy it is for animals to, to die because they have plastics in plastic and so on um, inside of them. So what we have started now... Um, obviously, my school has closed for the year, but when we start up in the new year, um, we are going to be looking at waste management 
And I think the children have now realized that waste doesn't, is not only confined to areas that are dirty or messy, that we generate all manner of waste. And it's getting them to look at how we can best um, rid ourselves of the use of of single-use plastics, but also starting right at school with how we manage everything from organic waste um, from the school lunches to e-waste and so on. So we're starting small with one um, manageable or measurable idea, which is waste management. I would suggest that maybe you try and get Lewis Pugh to the school. I know that we had him on the show last week, and one of the things he was talking about was the starvation and malnutrition of our local African penguins, owing to much of the issues that you have been speaking about. In closing, Renee, you say that this is a project that looks at student behavioral change, and also, I suppose, changing society's mindset. Is the goal, and I understand that this is often the case, that your students go home and change the minds of their parents as well? Yes, that certainly is the goal. And um, I'm sure many parents can relate to the fact that if your child comes home saying something, invariably you will um, you will act on it. Um, and children can raise awareness because very often parents aren't aware of... of um, <sighs> factors, the finer points, you know, um, and I think it's when children go home, they can also say, certainly um, at the international school, we've been speaking to the children a lot about what the president said, President Ramaphosa said in his address on the 24th of August. So part of what they have been going home saying is that President Ramaphosa says, um, and we need to help him because he's quite busy. Uncle Cyril says. Nevertheless, <laughs> Renee, thank you so much for joining us. Renee Farrenford, she's a teacher thank at the Inter- It's a pleasure. She's a teacher at the International School of Cape Town, focusing on their students looking at projects with regards to climate action and action against climate change, and also looking at problem solving in that space as well.